Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the element of rain. I like to walk in the woods while it's raining, hear the rain tapping on the leaves, smell the earth releasing its scent as it gets wet. Later, when I'm back in my house, I listen to the rain drumming on the roof. It seems to say, I am raining now, so you can relax. Nothing is expected of you. It's all right as rain. But I acknowledge that not everyone is as sanguine about the rain as I am. The poet Alfred Lord Tennyson once wrote about the useful trouble of rain, describing the ambivalence of many people toward this necessary natural phenomenon. We need rain to grow our food and fill our aquifers, but it interferes with our plans for being outdoors and we have largely lost our understanding of the spiritually nourishing nature of rain. We focus instead on its inconvenience, or at least on its utilitarian and scientific qualities. How many inches have fallen? Will it reduce the forest fire danger? Will it cause flooding? Rain is defined as the precipitation of water droplets that have a diameter diameter greater than 0.02 inches. If water droplets are smaller, it's called drizzle. Rain falls in concentrations of from 3 to 30 drops per cubic foot, and the difference that's the difference between light and heavy rain. Heavy rain would mean it was raining cats and dogs. Indigenous peoples also had utilitarian perspectives on rain, gained from generations of observation and experience. But they also had a reverence for rain as a sacred element that nurtured and sustained life. In classical times, rain was equated with the male energy that fertilized Mother Earth. The Greek poet Aeschylus observed that the rain falling from the sky impregnates the earth so that she gives birth to plants and grain for man and beast. Rain gods were invented to enact this fertilization. But eventually, rain gods were superseded by storm gods who, in addition to raining, also banged their hammers to make thunder and hurled lightning bolts about in flashes of dominance. They became sexual predators of goddess and mortal women, turning rain from a blessing to an onslaught. But archaeological evidence shows that our ancestors in earlier times believed that the goddess was the source of life-giving rain. Rain was equated with the divine milk that flowed from her breasts, giving both nourishment and solace. Hundreds of figurines have been found painted with vertical, wavy, and zigzag lines, making the gentle flow of the water of life of rain from her breasts and mouth and eyes. I like to walk in the rain, feeling this water of life on my face and hands. I like to reflect on the fact that this aqueous vapor, right as rain, condenses and falls to earth because of gravity, because the earth is drawing it down to her body. I like to reflect on how rain connects us with other places because of how it is formed, Moisture evaporates from oceans, lakes, and streams, and from the land itself. 
This moisture rises up to the sky and forms clouds, and the winds carry it thousands of miles, until it is drawn down to the earth once again as rain. Imagine, we could be touching the waters of the Pacific as it falls on our outstretched hands. Water from the Great Lakes or the Mississippi River could be pattering on our roofs and quenching our gardens. The puddles in our driveways could be filling up with moisture evaporated from the prairies. And all of this rainy connectedness is right as rain, falling on our upturned faces, creating wet grass to run across, cleaning the air with freshness. It's all right as rain, filling up our hearts with gratitude, right as rain. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, <clears throat> Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.